Hey, what's going on, friends? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 16th of June, 2021. Gosh, what an absolutely gorgeous day today has been. Now, as per usual... I've been inside for most of the day, but I did steal away a couple times to go out there and sit in the sunshine and take in the horticulture. Got my mandevillas that have bloomed, and uh, they're starting to pop, and they're really good. They're starting to climb, and they are they're wonderful. So, those mandevillas. They're hybrids, so there's white and there's red. Hopefully there's some pink too. Honestly, call me a pansy, but these mandevillas, the pink ones are freaking beautiful, man. They bloom and they bloom and they bloom. So I'm going to transplant these into some containers. And I'm going to add some more netting out there so we can get really beautiful flower going. Flower canopy. I go out and sit among them and hang out. But it's a beautiful day. It's 75 degrees on a Wednesday, you know, midweek, hump day. It was a good day. Helped a shitload of people, including a couple new patients. I have something that I want to say. Now, I've mentioned this before, perhaps. I know I don't do a lot of chiropractic podcasts. And I I have, the the ones that I have done, I've shared my distaste, my my disgust upon occasion with, um, you know, some of my aspects, the dark aspects of the profession, the stereotypes that it's, you know, people think doctors, some doctors will claim it's a panacea, some patients help us perpetuate that um, others will you know, somebody asked me today actually a good friend of mine said oh see that's weird that you're a chiropractor and, and you got vaccinated she asked me if I was vaccinated, I said yeah I'm vaccinated I said that's weird that you're a chiropractor and you're vaccinated I said well I'm not, I'm a kind of different type of chiropractor um, I try to be a science, I try to base my decision making and the way that I operate clinically based on science, for instance, you know, now I, I, I asked her, I said, do you do your research? She goes, I don't need to do any research. Uh, you know, you guys are getting research done on you right now because it's too soon. They're just, they rush this, this, uh, vaccine throw. And I said, well, you know, obviously, you know, it it was a tough situation that we were in. And it kind of called for uh, some haste now to proceed with caution and to make sure that we got it right. And, you know, nobody wants to create, be the one who creates a medicine that, that hurts more people than it helps, right? And so <clears throat> I feel like they did their best to measure twice and cut once. You know what I mean? In terms of the 
the vaccine. Is it safe and effective? Yes, the vaccine has been shown to be safe. Yes, there have been some rare side effects. I mean, now, mild side effects are not rare. They're abundant as far as I've seen and experienced among my, my family, my patients. My entire family now is vaccinated. My kids got their second shot last week. My daughter had, like I had, like my wife had, like most adults that I, I know, they had a, she felt like flu-like symptoms for a day. She was wiped out. She, you know, the next day she was fine. So, you know, I said this podcast is going to be on a chiropractic note, so this is how my profession, you know, there's an assumption that if you know, if you're familiar with chiropractic and chiropractors and alternative medicine, there's a lot of peep voices in alternative medicine right now, or chiropractors among the leadership in this area that are saying, well, I don't get the vaccine, and vaccines are dangerous, and people have been injured, and, you know, there's uh, you know, vaccines cause autism, and a whole host of things, claims that are not, have not been established, um, and, you know, but have people been injured by medicine? Sure. You know, there's non-steroidal anti-inflammatories cause gastric bleeds, and heart attacks and strokes and all kinds of shit like that. You know, thousands, tens of thousands of people die every year due to that. Medical uh, error um, of all kinds. Iatrogenesis, they call this. This means that a treatment that was designed to help somebody ultimately hurt them and in many cases killed them. Now, there's a lot of good that's done, but as I've said, um, There's a risk to ascribing to a treatment, and there's a risk to not subscribing to a treatment. So they're ascribing to a treatment, rather. There's a risk to take the medicine to get the adjustment, and there's a risk if you don't get it, that adjustment. You know, your back will continue hurting. Your nerve may remain pinched. Your sciatica may persist. Your... your your joint dysfunction, your spasm, your pain may become intractable, and then you might need a, a different, a more advanced, more invasive treatment in order to get the same result. And so I hope you get the, the analogy. Uh, this is what's going on right now. So we have to, yes, it's a tough decision to make. But what what is the, the risk versus benefit analysis? We make them regarding everything in our lives, right? So, if we don't get the vaccine, we could be fertile ground for a virus that we've studied well and we understand pretty well that is responsible for killing at least 600,000 Americans. Now, I mentioned a few podcasts ago that there was a um, numbers crunched numbers are crunched by some data analysts that believe that that estimate is low that when all is said and done it's you know more than a million Americans will have died now I mean 
plus or minus. I mean, 600,000 confirmed. You know, there are other people that'll say, well, it's only number of the 6%. Only 6% of people just died from COVID. Everybody else had other things going on. Yeah. You know, comorbidities. Things like heart disease, which everybody has. And hypertension and diabetes and autoimmune conditions. These things are, you know, if you look at your circle of family and friends, there are people that have, that, that are, are are targets for this sort of, for any sort of pathogen, you know? And so you should not put your head in the sand or up your ass and say, well, it only killed this many people because you know, all these other people were older or had comorbidities. You're going to get old at some point. And if you're 40 or older, you're probably on a bunch of medications just, you know, because you ha- you're overweight, you know, or obese, 60% of the population is overweight or obese, probably have some arthritis, might have asthma, might have diabetes, might have uh, uh, pre-diabetes, metabolic syndrome, you might have, you might be not like the perfect fucking warrior, perfect soldier in terms of health. And so you could contract this. So, again, addressing this from a chiropractic point of view, yes, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I have a good science-based education. I think that there's a niche for chiropractors who actually measure twice and cut once. And, you know, hesitate before they say, well, oh, no, you shouldn't get the vaccine. because you got to be a fucking idiot to be saying, you know, 600,000 people... Um, have died, and many others have become sick chronically, and a lot of people out of work, fucking millions out of work, um, mental illness rampant because of a public health effort that made our society, not just America, the world, pause for a year. For a year. And so, this was a big deal. This we're not, and we're ninety percent, ninety percent decline in infection, in rate of infection, is what I have read recently. Can you not feel that? Can you not feel that people are? I mean, we've been told we can, indoors or outdoors, if we've been vaccinated, that we can take our masks off, <clears throat> and we can do so safely, and we can go to places like Disney World, and they don't have a mask mandate. There's less risk right now in our society, in the Western world, in America. You know, that is because of this, of the efforts, the public health efforts that, yes, kept us apart and shut certain, you know, industries and schools and <clears throat> all this down in order to save lives. And it no doubt saved lives. Now you can say now, oh, you know, well, you know, we kept our school, my school district, like we kept our school district open, and look, we had, you know, <clears throat> you know, it was a risk to take to do that. It's not necessarily something to be proud of. Yes, you want education to continue, but you can't thumb your nose at a fucking pandemic, a global pandemic. That, that killed six 
100,000, if not a million people or more in our own country, let alone the world. I mean, when all said and done, this is, this is a big deal. <clears throat> and nobody or few people alive ever seen anything fucking like it. So don't say that you know what it was or it wasn't. Okay, you got to be a damn fool to say anything with confidence. Now, so, <clears throat> not to disrespect my friend, whom I care for very deeply, and I respect her position, and, you know, who knows? Is there a possibility that there could be some latent uh, injury or some sort of effect that is unintended from these vaccines, one or all of these things, it would seem improbable since there have been studies that were conducted on safety and efficacy. Again, 90% reduction in the rates of infection, uh, less people dying, less hospital overload. And if you look at other countries right now, like Africa, like uh, Brazil, like India, they're getting their fucking asses kicked. And we're all going to get through this, but not not only after there's been a huge death toll and impact on our society. So I think that it was a good risk versus benefit analysis in favor of getting the vaccine. I'm proud to have done it. I did it to protect my patients, my family, myself. It's the right thing to do. You know, when I always say, well, when I was in the Marine Corps, I lined up and they freaking shot me in both shoulders simultaneously. Whenever we were going to deploy somewhere, Cuba, uh, you know, Okinawa, Europe, if there was a risk for any of these things, typh- typhoid, went to, remember, went to uh, Okinawa, malaria, typhoid, typhus, any of this shit, there were um, inoculations that were given whenever we would deploy because there could be a probability of us encountering this critter. And since more soldiers died in, uh, due to dysentery, okay, due to diarrhea, when you're climbing up a ladder and you feel something splatter, due to these various pathogens, they would make people sick and fucking the people, soldiers would be shitting, be spit coming out of their mouth and shit coming out of their ass chronically until they grew dehydrated and died. <clears throat> That's a fact, you know. So now, you know, more more critters killed killed soldiers and people the world across than bullets ever did. So, you know, most chiropractors don't have that point of view. Okay, uh, there are many of them who are dopey, who are probably saying, especially now that things are better. Oh yeah, no big deal. Just a flu or some bullshit. No worries. And, you know, talking out their ass with conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Um, That's not the side that I'm on. I'm on the side that measures twice and cuts once. And that when faced with a global pandemic, we put together a reaction. It might not have been hastily due to the dickwad who was president at the time. But we got something going. We incentivized these pharmaceutical companies. They are a resource that we put to work. And if we hadn't 
that the vaccine campaign has, is the reason why our numbers are low. Okay, so that's my rant on, on vaccines. Just because chiropractors are stereotypically anti-vaxxer. The next, and, and really the subject that I wanted to cover is um, about the adjustment. Hard versus soft adjustments. Or, you know, I had a patient, a couple patients come in recently. They're like, oh yeah, you know, that uh, that other guy, I, I saw him, he was a lot more aggressive. Uh, you know, this other guy, he was really expensive, but he was uh, he, he really, this guy was freaking wincing and making noises and stuff. I barely, you know, touched him. I, I used moderate force. And he's seen his freaking legs flew up in the air and he was like, fancied himself a tough guy. He was like, oh yeah, this other guy was really, dude, you want me to fucking go WWF on you? Is that what you want? Because if I do that, you know, I can. I have the ability. I can generate that much force and do it. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. All right. With all the YouTube clips and videos that dickheads will produce, you know, where they're pulling people's heads until they're freaking, sounds like a zipper going down. Um, it's not necessary. here. Calm down a little bit. And so force and the chiropractic adjustment. Now we deliver something, we administer something called, um, and the technique that I use, which is called the diversified chiropractic technique. Diversified, what does that mean? It's, it's uh, you know, the best of all worlds. You know, you're going to moderate the force, use only the force necessary to, to um, to move a joint to accomplish your results, it's called a high velocity, low amplitude thrust. So if I'm working on your neck, let's say, I find a, a joint that is stuck, joint is defined as two bones coming together, bones are lashed together with ligaments, and there's cartilage in there providing some cushion and lubrication. There's a joint capsule that surrounds all this. And what I do is I find that joint that's stuck, and I, I will position the joint so that it locks out. In other words, I put a specific uh, position, the joint in position, so it's just about to move, and I deliver a dip. Just like that. My little, that little noise it should be short and powerful. Dip, dip. Instead of dip. that's aggressive. Dip. It's just a little oomph. A little effort that you put into that joint, a little force, and that's a for, that force is sufficient to move the joint through its physiologic range of motion, its normal range of motion. Like if you turn your head to the right and to the left and side bend it, bring your ear to your respective shoulder, you look up at the ceiling and down at the floor. Those are ranges of motion and all those joints within the spine are like links of a chain and so that there's ranges of motion that are quite substantial, but those are the standard ones. So flexion, extension, rotation, lateral flexion, both sides. And so by 
positioning the spine or the extremity, like your arms or legs, in a particular range of motion, in a position uh, where it's stuck, and then you deliver a little bit of a force in there. You can move that joint. You can open up the joint surfaces, separating them, and creating more range of motion there. Now, sometimes, using the diversified technique, there will be an audible crack. Kind of like that. That was my thumb joint or my trapeziometacarpal joint. I can move most joints in the body. I can always make noise. I can always provide uh, some increased range of motion and reduction in pain. That's what that technique does. That's what it accomplishes. Find a little stuck joint, we call that a motion segment, where those two bones are coming together and they're a little bit stuck, a little bit frozen up, a little bit of rust on that hinge. And I'll just go put in position, like a quick thrust, but it's not, I'm not moving those joints uh, aggressively. I'm not moving them dramatically. That would dislocate the joint. That could create a problem. That could injure the joint. And so you hear about these guys, especially male chiropractors who get in there and just wail on people and you know you can feel when you're working on somebody you can feel their level level of comfort and I think that I'm pretty damn good at making people um, at ease making people relax uh, tactilely uh, uh, through my my hand um, my touch uh, through the atmosphere that I create I feel like I'm pretty good at putting people at ease. Uh, but sometimes you start working on people, you can sense, you can feel them tense up. You can feel that they are not ready for a certain amount of force or it's just not simply not warranted. And so I don't take offense necessarily when somebody will say, oh, you're a lot more gentle than this guy. Maybe it's in that some of them come to the conclusion themselves. They'll be like, well, maybe it's not that necessary. Maybe, maybe all it's not, not needed. Yeah. It's not. Because if I can get you out of pain with, you know, half the force and accomplish the same result, then that's good, right? Yeah, I always tell people, I say, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big burly meathead, former Marine. You want me to, you know, start twisting your, your bones around? You want me to start wrenching on your neck? I can do all that. You know, it's interesting. I, I'm probably trying to say I'm a badass, but I served in the frickin' Marine Corps for four years of my life, and, you know, I'm trained in hand-to-hand combat. I was a close combat instructor, so I know how to choke you out. I know how to break your bones, manipulate your joints, and otherwise, um, you know, fuck you up. But those were, that was a different time in my life. Now, you know, I've seen the light, and now I only help people. It's a small idea to hurt people. I help people now. So, and when people come to me for care, I am doing my very best to serve them and provide the product that they want and, more importantly, that they need. And so you're gentle. And if you find that you you need to add a little bit extra force or, you know, in order to accomplish the result that you're looking for, then you add that. You can always add more force. 
but you can't always reduce the force after you've you've done the freaking adjustment. Uh, my goal is to help people, you know, as if, be as effective as possible, but also to be safe. Coming full circle, you know, as my little conversation about the um, the vaccines concerned. Do a risk versus benefit analysis. Somebody brand new comes to my office today, had a fused low back, you know, um, had some other comorbidities that I was dealing with, and extra had just come out of the hospital, had um, been given all kinds of medicines um, that they had to take, and you know, if the hospital can't help them, how can I help them? That's a good question, you know. So I definitely wanted to. Um, get my manipulations and perform all my therapies, my traction and stretching and uh, muscle work and all that, but I didn't want to overdo it. You know, there's a real, uh, a fine line between helping somebody and hurting them. And so if you're trying to do good, you just only apply the force that is necessary to get the job done, period. All right. So to me, that's chiropractic 101. And that's what I would uh, share with any students that I would teach or, or tell my anatomy students or tell new patients or tell somebody who's skeptical about getting adjusted, who's concerned, you know, about just merely being some, a doctor being in their personal space. Um, you know, the, the closest that many medical doctors get to their patients is putting a, maybe putting a blood pressure cuff on that person. I have my hands on your neck I have my hands underneath your shirt, on your spine, skin on skin, and I'm feeling the anatomy, the bones and joints and muscles and skin, and I am, I'm linked to you. And so you have to respect that and you have to really be sensitive to what people need. You know, what they want is another thing. You know, somebody came in, there's maybe their fourth adjustment, and it's a big burly guy, weightlifter type, and he's like, oh, I thought it was going to be, somebody asked me, is it going to be, did he crack you? And he goes, well, I got some cracks, but I didn't get as much as I thought. I can always crack you more, not on the first visit. You know what I mean? Let's crawl, walk, run with this and be thankful that we did. So that's just a little soapbox thing. I know I probably mentioned this before, but it's important that you know we identify i think the things the um the things that are strengths and weaknesses as a profession and as a as a as somebody who's trying to heal people or facilitate their their healing themselves you know that's what we say as chiropractors we find the, the mechanical problem we fix it and then we leave it alone you know if you need an oil change, you don't want me freaking going and pulling all kinds of hoses off and, you know, take the whole engine apart, right? So let me find the problem, fix it to the degree that I can, and let your body do the rest. Balance things out, put a force into the joints, the mechanical system, and see what the body does with that. Nine times out of ten, the body does tremendous things with that, and people get results might require some regular care, weekly, monthly, whatever it turns out to be, but there's a value in doing what I do, and um, I think there's a lot of chiropractors are full of shit, and they just will get in there, and as evidenced by the stories that people tell me, 
they're jumping up and down on people and pulling their heads off and, you know, um, and hurting them. And then, you know, all chiropractors are bad because you're a fucking idiot. All right, rant done. Mic drop. Mobile fuck up.